This is my tribe. 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 tribe. What's up? Welcome to the Tribe Night Messages podcast. Tribe Night is for students who are curious about faith and eager to discover how a relationship with Jesus could change their lives, their schools, and the heartland. For more information, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at cstone.students or text tribe to 94000. Hope you enjoy the message. What's up? How are you guys? Have we had a good week of like practically no school? No? Yes? No? You guys seem more energized, you know, with like more full of life. Is that for us? Except for that stage game, y'all were uh, sitting down, you know, seeing how close you can be to your friends, so Timo couldn't see your face, couldn't figure out. But guess what? Timo went got you guys. <laughs> this is our last week of real friends. Aw, sad. Last week of the series. Just to recap a little bit of the first two weeks, we remember we had, uh, uh, my goodness, what's his name? Zach! Zach! He came up on stage and Tivo washed his feet and showed the importance of serving and how important it is to serve and to be the friend that you want to have. To be that friend that your friends want to be like. And then the second time, we talked about how to guard your inner circle, how to love on your inner circle, because those people are the people that are going to grow you, are going to change you for the better, and how important it is to have that core group so you can only draw closer to Christ and not to outward, worldly things. So, what we learned is friendships aren't easy. A lot of times we have a big friend group, maybe we have a really small group friend group. And in those friendships, sometimes... Things get difficult. Sometimes our friends change. Sometimes our friends move. Sometimes our friends even uh, grow closer to maybe sports. And you are closer to video games. So sometimes our friends part ways. And friendships end. And I remember a difficult time in my life when I had a friendship in. Uh, Just to tell you a little bit about the story. I was a freshman in high school. And in that, we got invited to a senior bonfire. So senior bonfires are like, oh, I'm a freshman. These kids are seniors. They're so cool. They're older than us. Why would we get invited to this? Like, oh, I'm so excited. So it was me and then my three other friends. And we were super close. Been close ever since sixth grade. And they're like, hey, uh, we're going to go to this bonfire. Uh, let's all go and uh, have our, one of our parents drive. So they elected my mom to drive. My mom's like, all right, I'll be back at 10 o'clock. I'll come pick you guys up, and then you guys can stay at night at our house. And I was like, okay, awesome. We all had the plan set. We're going to go there until 10. My mom's going to pick us up, and we're going to go back and uh, stay at night at my house like we did any other Friday night. So we go to that party, and we're just there hanging out, uh, enjoying with is literally us three freshmen and a bunch of seniors. And so we just had fun, kind of sat there awkwardly because we didn't have anything to come with them. We didn't talk, and so my mom shows up at 10, at 10 o'clock. I'm like, all right, guys, time to go, and my friend just kind of took a step back. I looked at him, hey, my mom's here. You guys ready to go? They're like, well, um, I think we're going to stay. Uh, you guys are going to stay? I was like, but we're all friends, are we not? Are they going to go together? Are we not going to go back to my house and hang out? They're like, no, we're just... Uh, we're going to have one of our other friends' moms pick us up because they said we could stay later. They said we could stay till 12. So we're going to stay over here while you go home. And I was, 
I was confused and I was hurt. Because at that time, I didn't understand other friends getting picked over me. And in that moment, they weren't choosing someone else over me, but they were choosing status over me. They were choosing seniors over who I was. But changes aren't always easy. Maybe there's a difference in opinions and you and your friend both ways. Maybe it was uh, something you probably aren't into politics yet, but it is the next book after the Gospels, okay? So it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. And Acts is, tells the story of what happened after Jesus died and was resurrected and went to heaven. And so there are uh, three main characters uh, in the story I'm going to tell, and it's Paul, Barnabas, and what's the last? John Mark. I knew there was two names, but I couldn't. It was John Mark. And so in this, uh, in the Acts, they are going to sit down on a mission. Again, sit down on a mission to go tell God's word. And so uh, we see Barnabas, who Barnabas is a well-known guy. He donates heavily to one of the biggest churches in the area. And then John Mark is Barnabas' cousin. So they have a tight, close relationship. So let's read this passage. It says, Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us go back and visit the believers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with him. But Paul did not think it was wise to take him because he had deserted them and Bethylia and not continued with them in the work. Acts 15, 36-38. So when Paul and Barnabas went to go check in on these churches, John Mark ditched. Flake. And so we see uh, Paul get a slight rise here. And Paul just is right here, does not have a trust with John Mark. He said, Hey, Barnabas, that guy's flaked. Uh, do you remember? He didn't go with us when we were going to tell the word, when we were going to speak of the uh, churches that we planted. Do you not remember that? And then let's go on to the next slide. It said, They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark sell for Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and left. Commended by the believers to the grace of the Lord, he went through Syria and Sicily strengthening the churches. So Paul and Barnabas had an awful fight. Such an awful fight that they parted ways. But their mission stayed the same. Their mission stayed that they were going to go speak the truth for all of mankind at that time. They were going to go separate ways even though they fought, even though they had differences, they knew that their mission was to tell everyone of what Jesus had done for them. Their mission stayed the same. They stayed on that path. Even though there was times where they could have uh, got mad and just went home, they could have left. But no, they took another friend, another friend, and said, hey, we might be going different ways, but we're going to serve the same Lord. So in that, uh, is showing that they had integrity. They were the same person wherever they were at. They had integrity in who they were and who they were in Christ. So this is what is showing that you can be friendly without being friends. You can lose friendship, but it doesn't change how you're supposed to live your life. Your friendship might end, but your stories don't have to end. Your integrity doesn't have to shake. You don't have to change just because the friendship ended badly. Your heart can stay the same. Because you're, you're not rooted in your friends. You're rooted in Christ. And a lot of you might be rooted in your friends. A lot of you might think that if I lose this friend group, I'm done. I might not be able to get status in school. 
I might, I might not be able to do something on a Friday night or a Saturday night. I might not be able to go to the same colleges then because we had such a bad breakup. So in that, we have to keep our integrity. We have to know where we are rooted. But in friendships, they're complex. And there's only two things that you can control. You control what you say. What you say to them. What you think about the other person. So when you choose what you think about the other person, what are you saying about them when no one's there? Is your heart in the right place? When your friendship splits, are you talking kind to them? Are you showing who Jesus is to other people when you talk about them? Second thing is, choose what you do. Choose what you do. It's being nice to them. It's being kind. I know a lot of times we struggle with um, when friendships end up, okay, we're, I'm just going to be rude to this person because they were rude to me first. No. That's not how it's supposed to be. We see Paul and Barnabas break up, but like I said, they stayed on the path. They stayed on where they were needed to go. God already called them on a mission. God said, I need you here. And they said, all right, God, if that's where you're taking me, if that's where you're leading me, then I will go. Where's God leading you? Is it to stay in the same crowd, to be the same? Or is he calling you to be different? To be different in the eyes of others. See, we also see Jesus speak of being kind, of loving each other as yourself. So, loving on other people like the way you would be loved. That, that is universal. Not only in our friendships, but the way we treat our parents. And the way we treat uh, only maybe opponents on the court. How are we treating them? Are we treating them with grace and kindness and love? Knowing when you step off that court or field or competition mat, they know there's something different about you. They know where you are rooted. You're rooted in Christ. And where your heart is, is what's going to change people. I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to change anyone. Only God's going to change people. But through your acts, seeing you walk, seeing you do the same things over and over, repetition after repetition, people are going to notice there's something different. And people are going to be gravitated towards you. And they're going to say, I want what he has because he does something that no one else is willing to do. Now it's being constant, staying in the same path that God is leading you towards. I think there's a lot of you, I say most of you, that knows the plan that God has for you. But we're holding on to something. I don't know what you are holding on to, only you know. And it could be sin. It could be a past relationship. It could be a tough friendship. Maybe God's calling you out of that. Maybe your parents see it. Maybe they're speaking into you. Maybe one of your closest friends sees it. A friend that you can trust. We've been talking about this all uh, the past two weeks. Someone that you can trust that speaks into you that is worth so much. A parent that speaks into you that you can trust with anything that is worth so much. Because some of us didn't grow up with a two-parent household. Some of us had divorced parents. Some of us were raised by our grandparents. To have a parent or a best friend that speaks into us and not only is just giving us positive, positive attitude, but to speak Christ to us, well, that's important. That's where we can plan and 
and say, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to hold on to this relationship. That's something to build off of. Saying, hey, when I have to bring a friend to this group, I'm going to bring him to you so we can walk through this together. So we can love on each other. So we can show grace to each other. So when our faith is wavering, we can go to this friend and say, hey, I need help. I need help in this. Can you be there for me? Can you love on me? I need help. I'm not doing strong right now. I'm facing temptation. My nerves are getting too much. My anxiety is through the roof. And I don't know why. My stress is killing me. I need help. Some of you say that prayer over and over and over. I need help. And it's silence. But where are we running to? Don't get me wrong. We need to run with prayers. Everything. You need to talk to God with everything you have. We should be constantly praying. Constantly showing our heart to Him. But we also need to be showing our heart to others. Others that we trust. What path are you on? Are you on the one that can destruct, hurt? Are you on the path that builds up, loves on people, cares for people? And y'all can come up. In this world, we don't see big friend groups. We see a small collective of friends. And a lot of times we pit each other up against each other. And that's not right. In this, we're a family. We say that every Sunday morning, we are a family. And in families, you have to sometimes say the tough things. And when you say the tough things, people might get irritated. But in the end, they're going to understand that it's for the best. That you're going to love on them. You're going to care for them. They understand that you are a follower of Christ. That you are a family. I just want to tell you, even though this series has ended, find those real friends. Make that, mark, write it down, put it on your phone, in your notes, whatever you need. Mark and say, hey, I need to find a real friend. I need to find those real friends that I'm connected to, that I can go to. And maybe you're struggling with that. Maybe you're like, I, I need help. I don't know what a real friend looks like. I don't know who speaks into me all the time. Who is speaking into me? What am I gaining from? What am I losing? So in that, talk to one of your leaders. Maybe your parents. Maybe even uh, Pastor Michael. Talk to him. Say, what kind of person should I look for? What person do you think is talking to me? Talk to someone that's close that knows your life. I pray that you find those people. You find those people that can love on you. That can care for you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your abundance of love. For your abundance of grace, Father. Only you can change lives. When friendships end, I pray that we stay on the path. Stay on the path that you have shown us. Stay on the path that is nailed to our heart, that we know that we can share your love, your grace, and tell the story of you. Tell the story of what you went through for our sins. Father, I thank you. I love you. Amen.